Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. Now, don't forget, tis the season for giving the gift of Mississippi travel. There are so many good places to plan to see in 2022. So head on over to visitmississippi.org and find out more. And today we're kicking off good things with a little Motivation Monday. We have joining us this year's national winners of the 2021 Heisman High School scholarship presented by it's a mouthful dia acceptance insurance dia chola from uh, pillow academy in greenwood hey dia hi how are you i am doing well girlfriend but not as busy as you your valedictorian your student body president your state champion in tennis and dance also a district champion one district championship in basketball you hold multiple school and district records. Girlfriend, you also made a perfect score on your ACT, and you're up to some good things. So when do you find time to relax? You know, senior year has been pretty busy, but academically it's not been too bad. So um, I'm lucky to get to spend some time after school with my family and friends. So um, I find time every day, really. Well, I think that that is great time management, and that was a, that would be another conversation to have with you, Dia, to see how you do that. But you are a state champion in tennis and dance, and so which one came first, as well as basketball? So which which is which sport did you start first as a kid? I think I must have started dance first. Um, I started dancing in a local dance studio in the, in kindergarten, and I've been at the same one ever since. So, yeah, dance. What style of dance is, is your preferred, Dia? Well, it's, we um, started getting trained in all really kinds of dances, like tap, contemporary, jazz, um, hip-hop. But I'd have to say my favorite is probably jazz, and that's the one I focus most heavily in right now. Pretty cool. Do you have a favorite sport, even though that's your, you know, the one you started the first out of tennis, dance, and basketball? What would be Dia's favorite? My favorite would probably have to be tennis. Uh, I feel like it's kind of a Chala family thing to like tennis. I grew up playing with my brother and father and watching the sport with my family as a whole. So I really feel like an emotional connection to the sport. The one sport I never tried, Dia, was tennis. I think I did all the other ones. But if it's a lot harder than it looks, it takes a lot of coordination um, to get the little ball over the net. But apparently you're doing that quite well. You're also doing academics pretty well, girl. I mean, a perfect score on the ACT. How many times did you have to take that to get a 36? Yeah, so I took the ACT five times starting in seventh grade. Wow. So, yeah. so, okay, so do you remember all five scores, or did you make a big jump to 36, yeah. or did you have, are you close every time? No, I remember um, all of the scores. I think in, would you like me to rattle them off? Sure. Okay, I think I made a 25 in seventh grade, and then I made a 27, and then I made 28, or I may have taken it six times, and I made a 33, a 34. And the 36, I think that may have been it. Was a perfect score ever, like, you know, your goal? Or was it just, you know, how high can you get one more point? I know when in terms of scholarship, obviously you won the Heisman High School Scholarship. But other academic scholarships, I mean, every point you go up the ACT goes up in sort of your, you know, scholarship bucket. But, I mean, were you going for perfect score? You know, when I started, it was not. It was the goal was always to just make higher the next time. But um, once I started getting into the 30s and I got like a 34, 33, I was like, okay, you know, this is possible. And then that really became the end goal. But I was happy with any improvements. 
Yeah, I'd have been happy with your seventh grade score there, Dia. Yeah. So <laughs> just throwing that out there, your own good things today. Uh, but it definitely feels like you've got a lot of support in your corner um, and, and surrounded by some incredible faculty and staff there at Pillow Academy in Greenwood. Do you have a, a teacher or a staff member that maybe have you know pushed you academically? I, I honestly find it very hard to pinpoint one teacher at Pillow Academy, which is I feel like is such a good thing to say. My education has really been a team effort, and Pillow Academy as a whole has been so influential. And um, the faculty here have really just treated me as their own child, and I'm so lucky to have witnessed that. Well, you can definitely tell that you've got a community support around you in all that you do, not only in your sports, but also in your academics, Dia. But then you get back to your community, which would be the greater area there of Greenwood, Mississippi. So when did you start connecting that maybe service was a good, you know, something good to give back? Well, the first time I started volunteering was in junior high in about probably eighth grade. I volunteered over the summers at my local museum, and I just taught classes, and I really enjoyed helping people out without having any, like, prior responsibilities, just watching kids learn. And that's really when um, I started to grow an interest in volunteer work. Now, you've done some work, I think, with the local Boys and Girls Club there? Yes, ma'am. And then also with your rural hospital. Which hospital do you volunteer at? Yes, so it's the Greenwood LaFleur Hospital. And it's um, one of the biggest hospitals in this sort of area. And I volunteered in that over the summer of ninth grade, maybe. And uh, it was just kind of a program that high school students got to volunteer at the hospital and work in different departments. So I kind of uh, got to figure out how the human resources department worked. And I helped out with some secretarial work, that type of thing. Was this in between studying for the ACT and doing tennis or dance or basketball? I mean, I feel like you have more hours in your day, Dia, than most of us do that are listening to good things. Yes, ma'am. It definitely took a lot of time management. It did, but but it paid off because you did win the 2021. You were one of the winners of the Heisman High School Scholarship. So did you go up for it? Do you get nominated for it? For those that don't know how that works, how does it work? So it is like a normal scholarship, Um, like Coca-Cola or Rotary Club. You apply for it, and there's a selection committee, and there's different levels to it. So first, um, you apply to it, and there's two winners selected from your school. And then the state selects two winners overall, one girl, one boy. And then um, the Heisman Committee ends up selecting six girls and six boys across the United States, so one from each region. So I was um, selected as the female representative for the southeast region. And then after that, there's one boy and one girl overall who are selected. Pretty cool. Okay, how much did you win? Or how much scholarship did you receive? Not really win, yes, should no. I say. Um, so I received $10,000, and it's given to the college of choice, of course. And I think that all those details will be finalized over the summer. Well, that's congratulations. That's a pretty big um, chunk to help you further your education. So where are you planning on going next, Dia? I really wish I could answer that strongly, but I don't have a definite answer. Um, I'm applying right now. I'm in the application process, and I've kind of narrowed it down to a few. I really like Ole Miss. I'm also interested in um, some, like I guess, Southern Ivies, like Vanderbilt. I guess you could say Georgetown, Washington University. And then I'm still applying to some Ivy Leagues as well, but I'm not so sure about uh, how I feel about those, I guess. Well, are you hoping to play sports in college? Not for the school, but I would love to recreationally um, continue my sports journey, either through club um, sports or through intramural. I really would love to be able to continue to do that. Now, you are only the second Mississippian to be named the National Heisman High School winner in terms of the scholarship. What's even more incredible is the one that did it before you is your brother, which is pretty crazy. And Sanjay, he won it in 2018, correct? So was it like this competition? You're like, move over, bro. I'm going to get it, too. Uh, I mean, it's honestly uh, between us two. I feel like with any siblings, it's always a bit of a competition a bit of sibling rivalry, but he really pushed me in the most positive way, whether he knew it or not. Just uh, growing up with him as a role model 
it really showed me what could be expected and what could be possible for someone who puts in that hard work. So it's kind of like, if he's putting in the hard work, why shouldn't I? So, yeah, I definitely got a lot of support from him. And I would say, too, from your parents, I feel like your parents need to get awards for themselves to get two, <laughs> to get two of their kids, uh, the only two Mississippians, to get the Heisman High School uh, scholarship, which I think is incredible. But it goes to show, again, Dia, the hard work that you put in, the heart, the community that surround you, supporting you from Pillow Academy as well as, as your family. So you graduate this year. You're still trying to figure things out. What do you do for fun? Uh, for fun, like I said, I do enjoy playing sports, but I almost even more than playing them, I love watching sports. I will watch almost any sport, and I love watching with my dad. Um, I also do enjoy, like any other teenager, I guess, watching TV shows, watching movies, listening to music. I love animals, so I love playing with my dog. But, yeah, just kind of mundane things. Well, congratulations to you, girlfriend. And we've got a text on our text line. Derek from Greenwood wants to tell you congratulations. You made Greenwood proud. I would say you've made Mississippi proud. And you're welcome back on Good Things anytime. Thank you so much. Have Uh, a great day. You too. Man, what were you doing at 18? (laughs) Congratulations to her, though, and what a great representative, not only of Pillow Academy in Greenwood, but also the state of Mississippi. We've got youngsters doing some incredible things, y'all, but stick with us. We've got more good for you coming up next. Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Ryan Wilson, veteran paramedic. In my role as a paramedic over the years, I've always appreciated the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance's respect for paramedics and the role we play in achieving optimal survival for patients in an emergency. Right now, paramedics are needed urgently statewide. With the comprehensive training programs offered at area community colleges, you can learn life-saving skills and so much more. Seasoned paramedics like me and newcomers find it very rewarding to help people in immediate need. If you want a job that's dynamic and highly valued in our healthcare system, I urge you to become a paramedic. There's never been a more critical time to become one of Mississippi's healthcare heroes. You too can make a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We're located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Calloway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Calloway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play in Mississippi. So take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And you can get more of Gerard. He'll be on the road. You can join Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Wednesday. That's since Wednesday at Stone's Jewelry in Tupelo. There will be incredible Christmas savings throughout the entire store. Stone's Jewelry will also be celebrating Sanctuary Hospice. So bring a new or unused blanket or cash donation and be entered to win a prize each hour. So that's 10 to 1 coming up on Wednesday. And then next week, we're on the move to you are invited to join the millions of lights set up for Cleveland's annual 50 nights of lights this holiday season. Middays with special guest host Steve Azar and me with good things will be there live in Cleveland coming up next Tuesday, December the 14th for lights, the great window decorations and shopping and great restaurants, plus some superb accommodations. So planning a visit to Cleveland for the 50 Nights of Lights is easy. All you got to do is check out 50nightoflights.com and visit visitcleveland.com for more information. And if Trisha holds me to it, I will get to play some chopsticks with her on one of the new community pianos that they have out and about there in Cleveland, which will be a lot of fun. Now, we're having a lot of fun with our Confess It Monday. I figured it's been going good here on Good Things. We would keep it going. We all need to get a little off our chest every now and then and fess some things up. And so this one was kind of personal. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to know if we were the only parents that had ever maybe snuck into or broke into our kids' piggy bank and then owed them some cash. Now, you repay it, obviously. You don't just take what's not yours without putting something um, back. But I want to know it. I want you to confess it. 601-879-4395. Have you ever owed your children's piggy bank some cash? Now, Rhino, I know we are two. This puts you and I in two totally different uh, places, but... I mean, I've I've owed my own piggy bank from time to time when I went into savings. But uh, as for kids and having to worry about that, I'm scot-free. Okay, so a good parent teaches their children when they get money for, like, Christmas or birthdays or doing chores or whatever that may be or maybe even uh, working a little bit. Yeah, growing up, I didn't have a piggy bank. I had a Tootsie Roll can with a little slot in the Yeah, I mean, which brings up the conversation, too. Like, when you were a kid, did did you stash away some of your cash in some way? And you teach them that you give some, you save some, obviously you get to spend some. And kids are usually quick to hold on to their, their – there's either two. They're either ready to sort of blow it or if they realize that it's theirs, they try real hard to hold on to it. And even if they even if they have something they really want, they still don't want to give up their money necessarily to, to purchase it. It's theirs. But it's just, you know, in today's world where you don't have as much just cash laying around and you know your kid has – you know, whatever in their bedroom or wherever they keep it. It's so easy and convenient to be able to write a little IOU or take and then give back. But what really sets the stage is when your kid comes to you and they've lost a tooth or maybe the tooth fairy needs to come by the house. And this always happens at the like worst time. You're never prepared for these things. And so you are left thinking, well, how do I Make it all right. How do I get everything, you know, done that needs to be done? And just so, goes to show how much the tooth fairy is inflated. <laughs> okay, that's a whole other conversation. But yes, you but, can usually open up and you can dig through the couch and find a quarter, and that was what we got for a tooth. Okay, well, their <laughs> inflation is a little bit higher today, at least for for some tooth fairies. Um, but yeah, so it's this weird thing where you go and you. Take what you need with all respect of putting it back. The idea, though, is to do it kind of slyly, although we have written IOUs for different things. And she has a few in them that says mom hosts you, you know, whatever, however much amount for for taking out the cash. But you can't tell her you're you're taking it out for helping out the tooth fairy or helping out things like that, because then 
starts a whole other conversation. So, so yeah, I'm just glad to know. The tooth fairy was caught unawares and had to make change. Exactly. I mean, all good Baptists make change in the offering plate, right? Why wouldn't it be any different than doing it in your children's piggy bank? David and Madison said it happens when I need emergency money, like tooth fairy money or whatever it may be. Absolutely. But I am definitely not alone, which makes me feel better about today's Confess It Monday, because on the Good Things Facebook group, there are many of you who are fessing up that you've done it multiple times. You may still owe your children specific amounts of money for different things. And John says, my wife has been fussing at me over a year. We owe our four-year-old daughter $500. I'm wondering, <laughs> number one, how does your four, four-year-old four rack up that much cash unless it Is was the a birthday? Is the four-year-old collecting interest? <laughs> Do you need to renegotiate the terms? So there, so you bring up like a good point. I was texting with a friend last night explaining the situation, which I'd already made up my mind. Number one, I wasn't getting out to go help out the tooth fairy. Number two, I knew it was I just wanted to know if someone else had had to had to stoop so low um, before. And she mentioned that they do they do put it back with interest. And I'm thinking, you're a much better parent than I am. <laughs> I mean, I replace what I took, but I'm not giving you six percent interest off of I mean, you you still live here for free. I still feed you. <laughs> I could make all your dreams end today if it wasn't for the fact that you have sta- your little cash stashed. And back. if you want to get technical, I mean, up until a certain point when they start working on their own, all the money originated somewhere, usually from the parents. Someone said taking money from birthday, Christmas, winning the spell of beat envelope. Hopefully, I got it replaced. It's it's funny, though. You don't have that to That was my reaction. It all depends on whether or not they find out. Oh, well, no. You replace it. That's not fair. Well, no. Like, I'm, I'm saying if it's never missed, then it's never missed. No, yes. I mean, there is that kind of... Then you run into that whole thing of, hey, Mom, Tooth Fairy came. Look what I got. Let me go add it to my... I'm like, oh, I wonder how much she actually counts. And no, like would notice if you know anything is missing. But you know, she's nine, so no, everything sort of went the way that it was supposed to supposed to go. But I just appreciate that all parents find that that little bit of petty cash within your house can um, can serve you well if and when needed. Yeah, because I mean, some people keep cash stuck back, but it's usually big bills. Do if you, you got it stuck back for a rainy day or an emergency or something you don't usually keep a stack of singles or something i i feel like for the kids listening to good things you are making notes and you're gonna pull a rhino and you're gonna like freeze all your cash in the freezer (laughs) like you do with your credit cards so when mom and dad have to get into the petty cash they have to get work a little extra harder for it that is a tried and true method you know it wouldn't hurt if you figure out that your parents are kind of nipping in your you could you could end up with a bar that's so that's when i would appreciate i'm now that i'm i'm sort of Kid sits down with a little green visor and the <laughs> cha-ching calculator yes yeah, something talk okay talk to me i have something you need you know that's when you go are you going to give it back with it how much how bad do you want it mom that's when we start like how inconvenient is it to go to the atm up the street. What is the percentage fee for for using your non-bank ATM? If she had... Future Neely, when you're listening to this, this is how you use this to help out your little sister. Absolutely. So that is how I, I would respect that. I would be like, oh, wow, <laughs> she's so smart. But <laughs> And I might would give back interest in and of that, but that would probably be... It would be all in the tone in which she used it, too, but I'd be pretty proud of her if she sort of figured that part out. But she hadn't. And she has a terrible hiding spot for it, too. So <laughs> there's that as well. I just appreciate that I'm not the only parent that doesn't have cash around and enough cash just to pay for, you know, the tooth fairy. What world has completely flip-flopped where your kids are the ones that have cash stashed in places and parents are the ones who are completely cashed out? I think that's also an age thing because the Wonder Nieces one's driving one's fixing to start driving and if you hand them cash they hand it to their dad and say can you wire it to me 
It's all digital. Oh, they have like the... The app and the card and all that. Oh, no. No, I need her to see it go for a little while longer. Like physically have to hand over... Because there is something that it just takes everything out of you to hand the cashier your cash, knowing you're never going to sort of see it again. But don't worry, she's going to see hers again. We'll make sure we pay our debts to our kids. But if you've ever done that, you can definitely let us know. The conversation's fun over on the Good Things Facebook group. But we've got more conversation for you here coming up next on Good Things. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days. Only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't Don't miss miss it. it Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better, faster. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. This holiday season, support local farmers by shopping the Mississippi Farmers Market for all your holiday meal needs. Fresh produce, meat, milk and cheese, eggs, honey, bread, even flowers for the table. And shop the Genuine Mississippi Store for the best of everything, grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. From food items to jewelry, leather goods, we have your Christmas list covered. The Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, open Saturdays 8 to 1. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The State Department of Health is confirming its first case of the COVID Omicron variant today in a fully vaccinated individual that had recently traveled to New York. The patient was not hospitalized. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs has told us that so far, it looks like the Omicron symptoms are mild. The other thing that's been kind of strange is that they're not really reporting the same sort of loss of taste, loss of smell sort of symptom. So 
that may vary a little bit. You know, the, the gentleman from California who who was diagnosed with it, he was vaccinated and um, really had minimal symptoms, what we understand. The USDA will start handing out more than $15.7 million to Mississippi timber harvester and hauling businesses that were negatively impacted by the pandemic. The payments will be based on applications submitted between July and mid-October. I'm Kelly Bennett. Your news, your talk, your weather, and your sports. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every late-breaking story. All in one place. Supertalk.fm. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things to do in Mississippi. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. You can get more on Super Talk Mississippi's new YouTube channel. So just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure to subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and of course, the good things. And another good thing happening on the Gulf Coast is Walter Anderson's Museum of Art is kicking off their inaugural Light Festival and joining us to share a little bit more is director Julian Raikin. Hey, Julian. Or talk to you, I guess. It's good to talk to you, too. It's been a minute. How are things going there at the Walter Anderson Museum of Art? Things are great. It's a typical Mississippi winter's day, you know, 70 degrees, but we're getting ready for this um, inaugural light festival, like you mentioned. It's called Silent Light, and uh, we're really excited about it. Well, everyone gets excited about Christmas lights uh, this time of year, Julian. Even on the Gulf Coast, when you're in flip-flops and shorts, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that it's December, we want to see something sparkly when the sun goes down. So what inspired you guys to maybe, you know, put some lights around at the museum? Well, it's just like you said, you know, it's the holiday season and everyone loves lights. It's the the season of light. But also, we have an interesting lens um to view this, and we're approaching it through Walter Anderson and nature and sort of the winter solstice. So the lights you'll see at the museum starting this Thursday and, and culminating on December 17th with the big light festival and silent disco. These are sculptures from artists across the region, uh, a bunch of different light installations that are a little different than your traditional Christmas lights. They have the identity, again, of nature and of Walter Anderson inspiring them. And so it's something that we're really excited about doing on our, on our 30th anniversary year, this being the end of the 30th anniversary year, a good send-off into, uh, into the new year. And uh, we're looking forward to having, again, all these people flood the streets of, of downtown Ocean Springs and enjoy what we're bringing to the table. So how can we enjoy it, Julian, once it starts going? I know it's a whole week of – is it a whole week of events, or will it be a whole week that these you know spe- special lights or sculptures are up, or yeah. how can we best take part in it? So uh, Silent Light is uh, kicking off on December 9th with a silent auction, and this is both in-person and virtual. So 
from December 9th through 12th. Folks can bid on a whole selection of treasures, and that's a benefit portion of, of this event for the museum. Um, and then, again, it ends a week later on that Friday, December 17th, with the Light Festival and Silent Disco. And if people haven't done a Silent Disco, it's where you know DJs who we've flown in from Seattle and Austin are performing to attendees personal LED-equipped wireless headphones, so you're dancing in the street, but no one can hear you. And so that idea of the silent auction, the silent disco bookending this week of events, and during the week, while we don't have events every night, the lights will be on view. So if people want to get full details, they can go to Art Scene Party, that's Scene, S-E-E-N, to artsceneparty.com, and they can find all the details right there. So is there a limited number of headphones, Julian, or does it like Bluetooth to your own sort of headset? I'm thinking, you know, that's what a neat idea. I've never heard of a silent disco before. Yeah, they happen all over the country, and, you know, we're bringing it here for perhaps the first time for a lot of folks, but there are a limited number of headphones, so while the silent um, disco Light Festival Night is free to attend. If you do want to reserve headphones, they're $10 to reserve for the evening, and folks can do that online. Uh, so we have several hundred of them, of course, and expecting a big crowd, but if folks really want to make sure they get those, we encourage them to go ahead and reserve them. But just to say, like I mentioned earlier, this is a way for the museum to raise funds through the silent auction, December 9th through 12th, so we encourage people wherever they are uh, to bid in support of arts and culture. Um, and then, of course, the big silent disco light festival is just a party to thank the community for 30 years of support of the museum and to, to ring in the new year uh, in a really special way. For those that may have never been to Walter Anderson, even over the last sort of 30 years, Julian, other than, you know, the, this time of year, we've got this special light um, festival going on. What are y'all dedicated to the rest of the year? So we, of course, celebrate the legacy of Walter Anderson, who is Mississippi's most famous visual artist. He died in 1965, but his legacy continues. And he, of course, was a pioneering artist who ventured to the Mississippi Barrier Islands and really focused on nature and the wilderness and how you know being in touch with nature and the wild could make us stronger and more um, kind of beautiful people, really. And so we honor that legacy and, and also of the Anderson family, Peter Anderson, his Potter brother, who is named, of course, for the Peter Anderson Arts Festival, which celebrates him. So it's this arts and craft tradition of Mississippi, but also the contemporary makers who are kindred and working in that same vein. So we do things all throughout the community and beyond our walls. But when people come here, they'll see the legacy preserved, they'll see contemporary art that's in conversation with Walter Anderson, and they'll walk away knowing that this is one of the most special museums um, in all the world, really, and certainly in the country and it's dedicated to a Mississippian who really saw the value of the land um, and of the state. I assume the lights and all the party uh, will be the silent auction and the silent disco will be outside of the museum on the beautiful grounds, which I think is some of the best there at Walter Anderson is being able to see it visually from outside. But is there any special exhibits right now, Julian, on the inside that if we do come and, you know, in the next couple of weeks that we we'll get to see? Absolutely. You know, we do have a 30th anniversary exhibition up now, which is focused on Walter Anderson and the Anderson family. But also there's a contemporary show with um, an artist from North Mississippi named Jason Bolden. And he and Anderson are paired together works of um, animals that have actually died. So when Anderson is on Horn Island, he would find, for example, a dead pelican and draw it. Or, you know, an animal would die in his arms, a raccoon or you know, some other animal, and and Jason Bolden, who is still living and creating, also is fascinated with this. So the show is called Bearing Witness, and it's about not turning away from uh, things that die when nature dies or when when a loved one dies. There's a way of celebrating that in a positive way and looking to the rebirth qualities of of nature and of living. And so that exhibition really explores that, and it's a beautiful contemplative show. So folks do venture down before the Light Festival or after they can enjoy both those shows. And if they're venturing down to the Gulf Coast or maybe live nearby and just haven't popped in in a while, where are you? Where is Walter Anderson Museum of Art? How do we get there, Julian? Yep, we're at uh, 510 Washington Avenue. And Washington Avenue, of course, is one of the main arteries, the backbone of downtown Ocean Springs. So when you come off uh, you know, the highway and start to enter Ocean Springs, you just go a few blocks down the street, and we're right there. We have a new crosswalk that is Anderson-inspired art. So if you cross the crosswalk beneath you in your car you know you're there and i know you're getting geared up and ready for this light festival when does the first lights come on when does it kick off 
So this Thursday, we're going to have a, a preview party for some of our sponsors and supporters, but people will see the lights come on on Thursday night. They can come every night between uh, Thursday night and next Friday. And, of course, next Friday the 17th is the big culmination, the big party. One thing I'll just tease is we are projection mapping digital a- animations of Anderson's art. So we've done this once before to great um, wonder. And so you'll see animated projections of Anderson's art on the actual exterior of the building almost like the museum is turned inside out, and that happens only on the 17th. So if folks really want to celebrate and have a good party, dance uh, to your silent disco headphones, uh, December 17th is the time to do it. And we'd, again, thank the community all across the state for supporting this beautiful gem of a museum, and we look forward to 30 more years of celebrating arts and culture. Well, Julian, I appreciate your time here on Good Things. I look forward to seeing everything that comes out of this week. I'm really digging this silent disco thing. I'm thinking, man, prom 2022, just give all the kids their own headphones. <laughs> it would really reduce some of the, the noise that comes around those type of parties. But anywho, something to look forward to. So that's artscenparty.com. So I appreciate your time, Julian. All righty. Can you imagine, though? I mean, you know, with all the sounds and you never know who likes what on the playlist. If you walked into a wedding or maybe you went to, you know, your favorite homecoming or prom and then everyone just had on their headphones and dancing around. I mean, it would be really fun for the spectator who wasn't in their own world with their headphones on. I mean, I would genuinely enjoy just sitting down in a peaceful atmosphere, just watching fools dance (laughs) to whatever's going on in their headphones and you know, it's one of those things where when you have on the, what's the glasses that you look through that you, where you're walking and you can see, is it 3D? Not the 3D. Um, oh, well, you put on the, the, the glasses. Virtual reality. Yes, virtual reality. And you, you, you don't feel silly because you see what you're seeing. Right. So it's kind of the same way. You're dancing along, you're moving to the beat and you don't feel silly. But to those that can't hear what you're hearing. Oh, yeah. All they're hearing is breathing and the squeaking of shoes and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I just feel like it would be a whole lot of fun to fun to watch. I didn't know those things were probably. Have you ever heard of a silent disco? Oh, yeah. I've never taken part, but I've definitely heard of them. Oh, I totally wouldn't take part. I am not that brave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would totally take part of sitting and listening to my favorite music on some headphones, but I don't I don't know though. You say that, you get wrapped up of what's going on in your head and then somebody else is is jamming out with you. You may start doing a little chair dance before you know it, up sort of. What's the motivational thing for a Monday? Uh, dance like no one's watching. But they're watching. But you're dancing like they're not. Oh, I know, but they're but they're watching and they can't. Yeah, so your rhythm looks even worse whenever they can't hear the beat you're trying to sort of get to. But everybody dances better than Elaine. Who's that? From Seinfeld. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All righty, stick with us. We've got more good things for you coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today we'll have showers and thunderstorms and dropping temps throughout the day. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 44. Your Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 56. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 58. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sponsored by The Road. Your destination for fine men's clothing.
You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. This is the closing agar market report. At the close in our cotton exchange, March cotton was up 281 to 10701. May cotton was up 276 to 10567. At the close of Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were down five and three quarters to 1261 and a half per bushel. March soybeans were down four and three quarters to 1266 and a half per bushel. March corn was down a half to 583 and a half per bushel. May corn was down a quarter to 586 per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was up 70 to 139.65. April live cattle was up 72 to 142.87. January feeders. Traveling to your game day destination this football season? Be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. You can now get just about every Super Talk Mississippi show on your favorite podcast app. That's the Gallo Show, Middays with George Gibbert, Good Things, Sports Talk Mississippi, along with favorites like Thunder and Lightning, The Rebel Report, and Eagle Hour, and many more. Super Talk Mississippi podcasts are available, so just look for Super Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Many of you are starting to enjoy the earlier nights, getting out on the weekends and looking at lights. And maybe you take pride in putting up lights at your house, but maybe not as much as the family in New York who tops their own Guinness World Record this year. How many lights do you think this personal property has on it to win the Guinness World Record, Rhino? I've already heard this one, so I can't. Play. Oh, you have? Okay. Well, then that's it's a lot there. of lights. It's a lot of lights. Okay, so to put it this way, the Rockefeller Center tree that was lit, most famous tree that's connected here to Mississippi, fifty thousand lights were on this particular tree. Now, this is a home, so it's a yard. I mean, a little bit further, but still, it took fifty thousand lights to decorate that one big old Christmas tree. Big old tree. Big old tree. Okay, so this family set their world record with 601,736 Christmas lights on their property. I'm just wondering how they got the 36. So that was 2014. So they topped their own record this year with 687 even thousand. Now, while we were in downtown Columbia, which you can still go and check out Christmas in Columbia until the new year, they estimated maybe around a million lights that they have, but that is a small city square of lights. So about, you know, as many in one person's home that they would have in an entire Mississippi city. We need to send a note to NASA that when the next time they fly over, just look down and see if you can see that house from space. Yes. And I feel like 
this started to snowball for this particular family, all pun intended, on the amount of lights. But, hey, here's the thing. They collect almost $500,000 each year from the show. They use it as a way to fundraise for local charities and give out in that way. And I don't think that they charge to get in. I think they just take donations, donations yeah. for that, which I think is, is pretty cool, which goes to show, too, how many people get out and sort of enjoy it. You I'm still stuck on their old record, though, with the random 36 lights on the end. It was like, do you, I'm pretty sure the strands of lights come in multiples of 25. I think that's the smallest I've ever seen. Well, they some bust and then or maybe if you're because this is a family ordeal maybe if you drew the short straw and you had to count you kind of lost count and so instead of wanting to go up you just started back just a little bit so you would you know you don't ever want to say you have more but then who's going to really come like did someone from guinness world records come and say one two three six hundred and eighty seven thousand oh good it does seem like they are pretty ticky people when it comes to their records it yes it does and i'm sure they have earned every bit of it greg and nettleton brings up a good point i wonder what their light bill is every year you have the grist immediately when you start talking about christmas lights, just spinning like a top the griswolds come in the the scene where he puts it together you know and it doesn't go the way it's way it's planned. If you have busted your tail, there's no telling how long it took them to start. They probably start literally in June or July to put up six hundred plus thousand lights. <laughs> to, shoot, I'd leave them up <laughs> to be honest, and just unplug it and just be that house that you drive by and you notice that there's lights out there, but they're not actually turned on until it's time to turn on. But could you imagine the disappointment if you went to click it and then nothing? It'd be like, how do you figure that out? I'm being a little facetious, but you got to call the power company and get them to amp. Raise the amperage. We're fixing to turn them all on. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of conversations to the local authorities. Turn on the local power plant. We need more power. When you put in 600,000 lights, I'd love to know what the Lewis is. I think it's in purpose. They've been doing it for 30 years if they're close to 600,000 lights. However, I think sometimes you just get a little overkill. And then, but there is a video of it. It is a beautiful, I don't want to take away from their, their effort or their work and it goes to a good cause. But somebody within that family has to say, simmer down. Like, we're good. Do we really need to get to 700,000? Cause that's only what? 13,000 more at this point. Might as well go for it. Go big or go home. Go big or. Although you are at home. Or at home. You know, you think back though, 30 years ago, when you would go and look at Christmas lights with your family. How far that's grown over the last three decades. I mean, it used to be. You couldn't have had 600,000 of those big bulbs. You would be sitting in your house sweating. <laughs> Jim from Hernando says 25,000 on the Griswolds to give you, I guess, a little bit of a reference there. 25,000 versus 687,000 on the dot. Thank you for tuning in to Good Things Today. Stick with us. you got much more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.